Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Well, you come out going shopping when you owe somebody money, Johnny. That ain't right. How much you got to I'm going to pay him next week. I'm going to pay you. Who the hell are you? Well, I'm this here private investigator who was sent here this afternoon to uh, find you, but the good doctor here dummied up. It's just, it's too far. My lord, did you just say a serious musician? I don't think so. He called you a cowboy. What did he mean? What are you? Just a humble bounty hunter, ma'am. Hi, everyone. My name's Chris. I am the host here at Hurt- the Hurtastic Podcast. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the last episode we had. Uh, I was really happy the way it turned out. Uh, hopefully, we have some more content for you today for the quarantine we're still uh, suffering through. Uh, but you know what? Lately, I've been really thinking about something uh, that I think you all would like. Do you remember movie theaters? Um, I know it sounds crazy, but it was this thing where there was a big screen and you used to be able to pay for a ticket to see new movies and sometimes really cool old movies as well. Um, so I started to think, oh, I feel a little nostalgic and I want to think about some of my favorite memories at a movie theater. So who did I think I could bring onto the show that can really help with this? Uh, it was none other than, uh, I'm really happy to have her on. It's the host and, um, head of the Alamo in Springfield, Missouri, the Alamo film club, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer John Meyer. She runs the, well, you know, I'll just introduce her cause, uh, she knows more about her job than me, but she's awesome. So here is Jennifer. Jennifer, say hi. Hey, I don't know if I can live up to that intro, but I'll do my best. Um, yeah, so I'm the creative manager at Alamo. So what that means is I'm in charge of all the public events, uh, movie parties, um, signature programming, like the older movies that we show, and just how to um, make things interesting so that when people show up, they have the best possible time. Yeah, she also has to deal with crazy people like me on a Facebook page where we have to run polls and discussions that get heated, silly, and they're often very fun. Uh, so she, you know, give her credit for that. If you're an admin for any kind of page on Facebook, you, you probably have some stories for Jennifer. Uh, but since Jen always hosts these uh, film club showings, uh, I thought it'd be a great idea if, if I could have her on here so we could share our top five movie theater experiences um you know like movies from yesteryear or certain times in your life that really connected with you that you you really wish you could go to a theater and see it right now uh and jen was really nice enough to uh to come on and share some of those uh i'm pretty excited uh jennifer since you are the host of this show or you're not the host of the show you are the (laughs) host of this club excuse me um you know could you give me a few of uh like sneak peeks of like uh your theater going experiences growing up Okay, well, um, I've been going to the movies for most of my life. Uh, The reason is my dad bought our um, town's movie theater and renovated it when I was seven. Uh, And so he still owns the theater in my hometown. And so I I grew up just kind of doing unglamorous stuff, mostly cleaning, a lot of cleaning, uh, bathrooms and theaters. Uh, Made me really hate, like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show because that was the worst but uh, but what it's also done is given me a lot of experiences that were very hard to choose from. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten to see and do a lot of things behind the scenes, and it's only made me love movies more. It, it, I've never been burnt out on seeing movies in a movie theater, and I think every year I just love 
the whole experience more. And I really miss it right now. Yeah. Well, you know what? To, to, to fill that little void, um, why don't you uh, share your first movie theater experience with us? That you like of your top five? What's your first? It doesn't have to be in any order, but just what comes to mind first? Well, the the first one uh, that I based everything on was the first movie I went after my dad opened the movie theater up um, to the public. He showed we had two screens, you know, it was a little theater, <laughs> and uh, he had renovated the existing one, so it was a tiny space. And he showed Mr. Mom. Next. May I have a half a pound of uh, ham? Boiled, baked, smoked, salt cured, sugar cured, prosciutto, or Westphalian. All right, forget it. Just tell you what, just give me, uh, give me a half pound of salami. Italian, kosher, hard pork, beef, cotto, or what? Uh, just get bologna, mister. I'll tell you what, just give me, give me a quarter pound of cheese. American blue cream cottage gouda Edam, provolone romano swiss you have your entire cheddar family can you run the uh, hams oh, back one more time just i just want to and that was he was still working on the second screen but it's michael keaton 1983 so my favorite movie experience ever was getting to see like the fruits of all of his labor, like all of the work he'd put in. Cause he had a full-time job too. He's a CPA and, and he was still like just doing all this stuff in his spare time. And, and to see how excited people were to have a movie theater in our town again. Um, and then to see that movie, which is just comic genius. I mean, to this day, I, I don't, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite movies, but I, I loved it. I just, I remember it pretty well. I was very young. I was like seven, maybe eight. Um, but I still remember like just how excited people were and how it seemed like they were just so ready to have a good time. There were just a lot of laughs, uh, a lot of chatter in the lobby. And then the movie, it was, it, it was the first time I really thought of uh, watching a movie as a total shared experience. Oh, that is so cool. I haven't seen Mr. Mom in a theater, um, but Michael Keaton in there is hilarious. He is. He is. Uh, there's, so a really, there's a really great um, Blu-ray edition um, of Mr. Mom that I've oh, that every time I walk past it at like a store, it's available. I'm like, oh, I need to pick it up. Yeah. And I just never do, but I just need to change that. Maybe this might motivate me to finally just shell that money out for it you know part of that stimulus package that's right that's right all that money <laughs> god there you go uh that's so great um i never would have thought that mr mom would be on this podcast but i'm so happy it is because <laughs> yeah. people need to watch that movie <laughs> yeah i try yeah i was thinking about that too i was because they're i could easily do a top 10 or top 20 but i was like these are definitely not my top five movies yeah. uh but as far as stuff that has stuck with me yeah, and usually those movies, like, when you go to see a movie, you always try to, like, you know, get recapture that memory, you yes. know? Uh, I mean, so for my first mem uh, movie theater experience I'm going to share, it was um, with my dad. Um, I, I'm from northern Illinois. I'm sure most people know. But um, I used to go to this really cheap theater. It was, like, the discount movie theater after it left AMC or whatever it was at the time. And uh, he, I was grounded, Um uh, at the time, my dad knocked on my door. He poked in. He said, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, heck yeah. So, like, <laughs> prior to, we saw, like, Revenge of the Sith, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, but he was like, do you want to go see King Kong? 
The whole world will pay to see this. We're millionaires, boys. I'll share it with all of you. In a few months, his name will be up in lights on Broadway. Chong! The eighth wonder of the world! And oh. growing up as a kid, I was a huge Godzilla fan. I mean, even 98 Godzilla, yep. know, when I was too young to know if it was good or bad. Right. Um, and seeing like the old Japanese ones, I used to watch because I thought the dubs were funny. And seeing Godzilla was Same. fun. Same. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I um, went with my dad to this cheap theater and it was the winter time. We had, I had my winter coat on. It was a packed theater because it was super cheap and it was Peter Jackson's film after The Lord of the Rings. Um, man... I was must have been seasoned when I went to see it because I was I didn't fall asleep or anything. Um, it was an over three hour long showing, obviously, yeah. per Peter Jackson. Yeah, sorry. and it was so hot in that theater. But with my dad <laughs> next to me, we were just watching it and seeing King Kong on screen was just like the best thing ever. I just my love for like mo movie monsters like had never been better scene in screens for me and oh my god i just loved it so much uh my i cried at the end of it seeing mm. kong die spoilers yeah. if you've never seen it before yeah you um, had time trust me you yeah, had time to watch yeah. it so and you know i just it was a movie i watched so much as a kid um after that theater experience i just told my i like hugged my dad i was like i love you dad this is the best thing ever oh. and jack black in it and i watched school of rock growing up yes and, in the first time I was introduced to Adrian Brody, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I loved his performance in that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I like Adrian Brody. Yeah, so, I mean, that was like the one, that was like the epitome of like, I love movies and I want to keep going to movie theaters when I get older. Uh, it was because of that King Kong movie. And my dad got it for me um, for Christmas. Uh, I, we did that that that's, uh, Christmas or the next Christmas after. I just remember that I got that DVD if you remember DVDs. All right. <laughs> For the streaming I remember people. tapes. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, that's a really good one, too. But, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's a perfect example. Like, it's about more than just the movie. Um, it is. It's that whole memory of that whole shared experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, The Jerk with Steve Martin is my favorite movie. And I've watched it more than any other movie. And I've... Of course, it was the first thing I programmed, like my top five favorite movies when I came to Alamo. But uh, yeah, it's I think three of my top five were uh, kid movies when I was a kid because that it, it forms that foundation, and then it's really hard to beat the nostalgia factor. Yeah, you can't you can't sleep on nostalgia. It's a real force. It really is. It is. Yeah, I sometimes when I make lists. Uh, even if they're just like not going to be shared, I still kind of think of the movie and I'm like, oh, I should put this movie in front of it from like my childhood because I feel bad and I want that movie to think I don't love it enough, even though it's inanimate, you know? You know? <laughs> I know. I felt really bad that I didn't uh, put the jerk on here, but I was like, oh, you know, it's as amazing as that was. Mm -hmm. There are these other four that just, you know, they really stick with me. So. Well, you know what? Stop holding me in suspense. Oh, give right. me, sorry, give sorry. me your second one. Okay, so my second one was the first time I got to see a midnight showing. Oh. Um, I was, uh, Dick Tracy was the movie. Let's go. Big boy caprice. <laughs> Breathless Mahoney. Flat top. The DA. 
prune face, mumbles, lips manless, and the blank are out to get the greatest detective of all time. I'm rubbing him out. I want him dead! Nobody touches Tracy but me. Tracy. 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 You mind if I call you dick? Uh-huh. And it, this was like back when um, the comic book to big screen transition was very fresh. Like Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman had come out the year before. Um, and there really hadn't been a lot of like impactful, like, you know, like Marvel universes now, or even like what Batman became. Oh, absolutely. So Dick Tracy was uh, super fresh and I was always Marvel over DC, but I was also like, I will see it if it was a comic book, you know, like mm-hmm. from forever. So I went to, uh, that, I got to go see it with a friend, my friend, Nicole, and you know, I didn't have to sit with my dad or anything. Uh, and so I felt like basically a grown up, like I could go ahead and get a mortgage and just start <laughs> my life because I, I had made it. And just seeing, um, you know, like I said, it was the very beginning of that whole movement. And so, but just seeing everything, like the colors seemed brighter, uh, the characters seemed, it was like a perfect blend of like animation to, um, live action to me and I haven't seen that movie in probably since I was a kid so it might totally suck now but uh I just that whole feeling of being in a theater with mostly adults you know but I was a kid it was Mm -hmm. it was awesome oh you know what's crazy I haven't seen Dick Tracy but I know it by name Mm -hmm. and I have a friend Daniel um he hosts a podcast too um, where he talks about like gothic movies, but he uh, recently watched that mm-hmm. and he lo- like he had a really great time with it. It was part of like this film marathon he was doing or whatever. Uh, but Warren Beatty's in that, correct? Yes, yeah, he's Dick Tracy. Yeah, and, and, and Al Pacino's in that. Yes. I know too. Who, which it was his birthday like yesterday. Oh, was I missed it? I love him. Yeah, it, oh. it was it was weird. It was it was his birthday and it was also Alien Day too. It was like a crazy day. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, wait, game. no, today's Monday. So no, it was actually two days ago. But Alien Day was yesterday. But still, that sequence of events is insane. Yeah, ah, oh, that's so cool. But, wow, Dick Tracy, I, that's awesome. It, you know, I, when I think about like my early like uh, like comic book movies in theaters, usually it's like DC movies, isn't that? Yeah. Weird? Like I would think Marvel, but it's usually DC. I, something about young boys and Batman. I feel yeah. like. It was like, just, I... it was such a dark universe, you know, um, mm-hmm. Superman, uh, the Christopher Reeve Supermans were, um, oh. all coming out when I was young. And, and so that was the first one that I ever saw that, cause that was well before Batman. Yep. And I, I just thought it was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing on the screen. Like at the time I just, you know, it just all looked so real. Right. And. It, yeah. it, it is great. Uh, you see, what what it was in my house, my dad was a huge Batman guy, but mm-hmm. my mom was a huge Christopher Reeves guy. Oh, so yeah. I didn't get to watch Batman first. I was, uh, my mom grabbed me and we watched all four of the Christopher Reeves Superman movies. And because I was so influenced at a young age, 
I like Superman's my favorite comic book hero because my mom and I'm a mama's boy, obviously. So <laughs> I always have to defend the Superman movies before the Keaton Batman movies. But when yeah. I saw the Keaton Batman movies, I was like, Dad, these things are sweet. But that's yeah. interesting you brought up the Chris Reeves because like they are so sweet and they're so fun and they're great. I know, I know. Gone too soon, gone too soon, Christopher Reeves. I know, Reeves. yeah, that was devastating <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, I had. Superman with my dad, and then he was in uh, Somewhere in Time, this movie about time travel, this romantic time travel movie. So my mom loved it. So, you know, it was a definitely not a house-divided situation. There was love <laughs> to go around for Christopher Reeve in my house. But, yeah, it's, I, I loved all the facets of his acting, and I thought he was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that I have someone else who, who loves Christopher Reeve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> So, so, uh, oh, I was going to say, um, for my next movie, uh, since we're talking about, um, kind of like tenderness and stuff like that, cause that's what Christopher Reeves was, at least to me when I watch him on screen. Um, the next movie that was like one of my favorite experiences, um, it was actually at the Alamo, um, and it was a recent film. It was Lulu Wang's, uh, The Farewell. What's wrong, dad? Please tell me. Manan is dying. She doesn't know, so you can't say anything. The family thinks it's better not to tell her. Why is that better? Chinese people have saying, when people get cancer, they die. We have to go to China. Wedding is an excuse so everyone can see her. He's my only cousin. Don't you think I should be there? You can't hide your emotions. If you go, Nana will find out right away. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I didn't see it opening day like I had planned, but when I saw that trailer, I was like, oh my God, I have to see this movie when it comes out. Uh -huh. And I went with my friends. Uh, there's four of us. Um, so four men going to go see The Farewell. <laughs> That's and, beautiful. Uh, I love it. It, it was great. And, and <laughs> when watching it, I already knew when I met Nainai, I was like, oh my God, I will not be able to keep it together. Uh, um, but man, the movie was beautifully made. Lulu Wang did a phenomenal job. I love Aquafina. All the supporting family actors were fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I, I smiled so much when Nai Nai was showing Aquafina how to punch. Yes. <laughs> I had such a huge smile on my face. And then I lost it when she was dry, when she, ha when she hugged Nai Nai and drove off with her family. Oh God. And she yeah. was doing the punching. And then after she's in New York doing the punching, absolutely cried. Like mm -hmm. I was like ugly crying, Jen. It was, like there was these older women next to me and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, and my roommate Seth, he gave me a hug. He's like, this boy's crying. It's okay. You know, cause you know, we're, we're, we, we, we like to cry in theaters. Yeah. And same. I watched it by myself and, and <sighs> same thing. <laughs> I could not imagine seeing that by myself. I wouldn't, I would have been like hugging a stranger. I was like, it was ugly. But yeah. um, that movie was so great. It reminded me of my family. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely one of my all-time favorite movie experiences. And it was at the Alamo. So yeah. I have to shout you out for bringing that one there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so worried. Um, you know, I was worried about um, any any movie that's not too mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, same with uh, Parasite. You know, those movies oh, yeah. don't play as well here. And it's sad. But I, I still want to be able to to have them, you know, mm -hmm. but sometimes it just depends on you know, how many prints are available or whatever, you know, like how many screens they open with and, 
and we get left out and it's a real bummer but i was thrilled that we got that it was a, actually one of our draft house recommends titles yep. and yeah justly so it was amazing yeah. well you're doing phenomenal work there when i see there's a showing for a movie other than the moxie i'm like man jennifer is kicking ass over there i'm trying i try to always make sure that people understand that we really do take requests like it's a whole thing it's not just uh you know we have to still come up with movies all the time and Mm -hmm. and so i really depend on the film club has been invaluable to me yes for that reason uh for people who aren't in the area though i'm sure jen she knows more about this more than me, but I just know because I think it's great. She helps curate these things that if you've never been to an Alamo, they're movie parties that are themed. She does showings uh, like, what is it? Video Vortex, which I think is insane. I've yet to go to one, but when the quarantine ends, I really, really want to go because it sounds insane. So I hope you can talk about that a little bit. And just like the exclusive screens for like film club members and the discussions after those are always very fun too. I, I like uh, I like it when we disagree, you know, because it, it teaches me way more than if we all sit there and say, yeah, that was great, really good movie. Right. So when, when people have very heated discussions and then have, like, valid points to back up why they feel that way, it's, it's a big eye-opener. Mm-hmm. I just... I didn't have an Alamo like growing up uh, or where I was raised and lived. So like when I moved to Springfield and I went to it, I was like, why would you go to a theater to do like, like a movie party, you know? And one of my friends told me about it and I was like, this sounds insane. Like this is nuts. Um, so I went to one and it was so much fun. It was the, uh, uh, the Smokey and the Bandit, Burt Reynolds tribute. Oh yeah. And you got the little mustache and stuff. Oh, that was so great. It was fun. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why aren't these everywhere? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I loved that. I, I hosted that one. And I had not watched Smoking the Bandit since I was young. And so I was like, God, I don't feel worthy to even host this. You know, to even... Right. And then I was, you know, we were trying to come up with something. Because it wasn't an official movie party. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what can we do, you know, that, that yeah. makes it a little special? And we had those mustache... Mm-hmm. Uh, straws, I think, is what we did too, um, and and yeah, it was. And then we had the the beer special, and but it was <sighs> it was a sad it was a sad time. It was, but you know what? I had never seen Smokey until I went to the to the Alamo to see that. So I was like, oh man, of all places to go see it, this was the best place to go see it. You know, I always love hearing uh, about people who are seeing older movies for the first time on the big screen, mm-hmm. um, because that's how it should be. You know, like a lot of these we bring because it feels like the small screen just doesn't do them the justice they deserve. Mm-hmm. And then, too, like if you're in there with a bunch of people who already also love the movie, like it just feels like you're watching it with all your friends. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, Jen, uh, what's your next movie theater experience? I think you're two for two so far. So so I really uh, struggled with this one, but I've thought about it so many times since it happened that I can't not use it. It's It was the same summer as Dick Tracy, so 1990. So I was uh, 14 again, and it, the movie was Arachnophobia. From Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment, when Dr. Ross Jennings and his family decide to move to the country... Oh, Ross, smell that air. 
They thought they'd found the perfect little town. How are you finding life here? But instead... It's all rotten down there. I'll call the exterminator. They're getting more... Would anybody object if I tore this floor out? I would. False alarm, then lead on. ...than anyone's bargained for. I think we got a big problem here in Canada. Now, experts are moving in... Rock and roll! ...and neighbors are moving out. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous. This is way out of my league. He believes he came across one of the offending spiders a couple hours ago. Actually, he's probably still in a bar on my shoe. It's <laughs> a roller coaster ride you'll never forget. Arachnophobia, the most fun you'll have being scared. Hello. Okay, so the reason why it was a, an experience is because it was the first time I saw you know, or, or took part in like a tech check after hours uh-huh. movie. So it was just me, my dad, my brother. And then uh, I got to have my friend, Nicole, who I saw Dick Tracy with. Mm-hmm. And so it was just the four of us. And we, we tech checked it after close. So it was like the middle of the night. And, uh, and then my brother had brought in like a big fake spider, you know, oh. and he, he went <laughs> like, he left to go to the bathroom and threw it on us. And, and it was, just that freedom, the first time feeling that, like, nobody's here, you know, like, we're eating the leftover popcorn, you know, for free or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then the movie is pretty, you know, it's pretty scary, so I was a kid, and so it was, I wasn't scared of spiders, but it definitely would have been if <laughs> this had been my life, so there was just something about that, and, uh, I, I knew that, I think that was the night I knew that I wanted to just do this. Like, I wanted to be a part of the behind the scenes for my whole life. Later, like when I was in grad school and I was managing the theater, um, I thought I'd never work in a movie theater again after that because, like, <laughs> being a GM is a problem. But, um, yeah, I, I just loved it too much to stay away. So that was that was a very memorable Oh, geez, arachnophobia. You know, I've heard so many people talk about the movie, and I haven't seen it because uh, I, I I don't like spiders oh, or bugs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, but would. I do like scary movies, so it's probably going to be bumped up to the top of my list of, like, need-to-see movies, yeah. you know, to challenge myself. Um, wow, that's so cool. I'm actually really jealous that, you know, at 14, you got to be in a movie theater at night and, yeah. like, you know, do that stuff. Because when I was 14, like going to go see movies i had to have my parents like drive me drop me off you know text my friends to see when they're there and then i never got to pick the movie they they were usually the ones that got to choose them and they were usually oh, comedy that... movies i didn't want to see oh that sucks yeah but i did know somebody at the movie theater so he would usually give me a discount ticket so it wasn't super that's bad. cool <laughs> that part's cool yeah like i arachnophobia not even anywhere on any of my favorite lists of ever, <laughs> ever. Um, but yeah, there was just something about that feeling like you were really doing something cool, Mm -hmm. um, that just stuck with me. There's just like movies, like you see at certain times of the day that just hit a little differently. Yeah. Yep. I think so too. Cause I've seen some really terrible movies, uh, you know, like after hours tech checks or just making sure, you know, that everything's okay with the projector or whatever, that it is scary. That normal, you know, you'd watch it any other time. And you're like, this is ridiculous. This is so bad. Um, but you know, every little noise you hear around you, you're like, what was that? Did I lock the door? Is somebody coming in? You know, that kind of stuff. 
Right. Right. Well, Jen, since you gave me a, a horror movie, I'll match you a horror movie. Yes. So another, this is my number three favorite movie theater experience. It's another recent movie. I didn't think I'd have so many recent showings, um, but it is Halloween from 2018. He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman? He's here! Michael! Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The remake sequel. Um, I saw that opening night at the Alamo, pre-ordered the, the Halloween Mondo glass because it's super cool. It um, is. And I saw opening night in the crowd, probably one of the best like movie theater crowds I've ever been a part of. You know, great chemistry, good reactions. The movie was perfect. Um, I was super hyped for the movie. Um, and it, it delivered everything I wanted and then some. But the biggest thing that like hit me the most was... Uh, where I was sitting was like my favorite spot in like the theater. And when you hear in the Halloween 2018, you hear the theme song playing after the opening sequence and you see the whole opening title credits like you did when you watched the original Halloween and the sequels after. I really felt like I was seeing a new, like I never thought I'd see a new Halloween movie that saw John Carpenter title cards in the opening. And to me, that was like a bucket list thing. I was like, I'm never going to forget this. I'm going to be able to tell p- my f- friends and f- whoever later in life, I got to see a John Carpenter movie in theaters new, you know, that wasn't a, like a rep- repertoire screening. It was just, it was like one of those just pure geeky franchise things for me, you know? Oh yeah. For a lot of people. And we had a, and a Michael Myers cosplayer that I had um, before that. <laughs> like on opening night. And then I had him, we showed the original one too that month. And so I, uh, I had him for, for both of those. And, uh, it was just the weirdest cause you know, I can mostly see a movie for free, but if it's a new movie, that's, that's going to do well. Uh, if I want to see it, I got to pay full price for a ticket, you know, like anybody mm-hmm. else or wait two weeks. So I, uh, I, I paid, you know, like yeah. I don't even care. Uh, there was no way I didn't want to see that with a bunch of other people who had that love of the history like I did. And I did mm-hmm. add like the goosebumps. I got a little teary, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just when you get that overwhelmed with excitement, like you just, it has to come out somewhere. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is real. This is actually happening. And then it delivered too. Oh yeah. You know, cause with all of that, you know, when you have, especially with, with that long between when you have that kind of weight and you build it up in your mind, it's almost impossible for it to deliver of the scale that you have in your head. And that was one of the few cases where I felt like it absolutely did. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I just, I remember leaving the theaters jumping up and down. I felt like a kid who saw Halloween for the first time. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh. It's like, I don't know how to like, you know, react to this other than take my glass and go home and drink and celebrate celebrations. Yeah. Like we did it. They did it. I know. You know? I know. It was so yeah. good. That was a great, that's a great choice. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. So, and who would have thought that was at the Alamo too? I didn't pick these because they were just at the Alamo. It just so happens that a lot of my favorites have been at the Alamo. It's just something you guys do there that's just amazing. 
Well, um, I uh, the rest of mine are Alamo. So <laughs> <laughs> some home t- some 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 home t- home team love. I yeah. Can't blame you there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one for me? What's, the, what's your next do. one? I do. Okay. So the next one, we're on number four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned earlier that I hated or I resented Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I vowed never to see it for that reason because of the how angry it was. Because people would throw food. You know, they would throw food in there. And I didn't, I hadn't seen the movie, so I couldn't, but I didn't understand why they had to always throw food, especially like tomatoes and stuff that really, you really had to like scrub out. And so I was like, nope, it's not for me. And so when I got hired for Alamo, they sent me to Austin, Texas, where the the main, where it all started. They sent me there for three weeks and, uh, it was a lot of information, but part of the training was that I got to see different types of movies. So they sent me to movie parties, Weird Wednesday. I love Weird Wednesday. That's something I'm going to definitely bring. I was planning on bringing it next year. Um, and then like, uh, what else? A video dance party. Um, but the <laughs> first movie party they sent me to was Rocky Horror. And it was on Halloween night. And it was on 6th Street at the Ritz. That's like their old-timey, like, older house. And 6th Street is like the party street of Austin. Uh-huh. So, and there's, like, nowhere to park, you know. So you par- so I had to walk all of 6th Street on Halloween, which was amazing. Like, all of the people dressed up. And, like, the whole, almost the whole street is bars. Um, all doing very well. <laughs> and so <laughs> I get in there and... Uh, and it, it was amazing. It was my, you know, it was not only my first movie party ever, but it was uh, on, Rocky Horror on Halloween night with all these people that were, and there were still a lot of like Rocky Horror virgins. So they had them all come up to the front. Of course, I did not raise my hand because I was like, I don't <laughs> want to go up there. I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, it was so neat. And there was a guy sitting next to me who knew the whole movie and quoted almost the whole damn movie. <laughs> and he was super weird. He was wearing this long trench coat and he was oh, uh, he was by himself. And yet <laughs> it was still like the most amazing experience, like just using all the props. And then I, I confirmed that there was no reason to throw food. I was right all along. But, you know, there were water guns and newspapers. And, I mean, like it, it all came into play, playing cards. And everybody had the best time and everybody was singing and propping it up and then you know I got out on this big um you know and the party was still raging on 6th street when I got out and Halloween's (laughs) my favorite holiday anyway so yes uh, (laughs) it was just the it was it was definitely an amazing night they're probably foreigners with ways different than our own it's fabulously freaky it's a trip to transsexual Transylvania. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. The story is strange. You know, that's so great. Like, I can't even think of, like, what's going to be in my life something that's going to reach that kind of level. Because I haven't seen... Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I've been told so many times by so many people to like see the like live performance of it. Oh yeah. And then watch the movie. So like I know what comes with seeing it. 
And it's something like I feel like I need to work myself with to like get hyped for and like go with the right people to really get that experience. Um, so I think it's something I think at my time, I think I'm coming up to where I'm going to be so enthralled to do something like go and see that movie with a bunch of people who are so passionate about it. Um, but that's so cool that you got to see it like that and see like the reactions after like, I, 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 I think maybe the closest thing I have to maybe that is seeing like infinity war or Endgame like after like the theater reactions, like, like when yeah. people are just so going crazy about it. Um, Man, that is insane. I didn't know you... Uh, I didn't know... That's so cool. cool. It just, it's just, I'm just nerding out. That is really, really cool. Yeah, my... I have a lot of friends who probably are jealous of you right now because of that. <laughs> what sucked is... I, I mean, honestly, I prefer seeing movies by myself because I always... I'm the person that's always worried about how the person she's with is like... How they're feeling, how they're reacting, if they're having a good time. When mm-hmm. I see a movie by myself, I don't have to worry about any of that. I can just focus <laughs> completely on the movie uh, uh-huh. But that was one time that that was the one thing I didn't like. I would have loved to be there with somebody I knew mm-hmm. instead of it. You know, it was a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you see a guy in a trench coat, you don't see that. Yeah. Really often. But when you do, it is something yeah. to like, oh, no. <laughs> and he was so intense. Like he was oh, super intense. Um, yeah. But that did add to it a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like, I had no idea what was going to happen for minute to minute. Plus I had this guy next to me <laughs> in his <laughs> trench coat and then right. all these crazy, all the kind of crazy people that would go to sixth street on Halloween night and see like a, an 11 PM showing of Rocky horror. So I felt yeah. like the, the most mainstream basic person in there by far. It is like a cool mainstream. It's like, it's like one of those cult mainstream things, you know, for like an oxymoron type thing. (laughs) That's so, oh, that's so great. That's, I know whoever's listening right now, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's freaking amazing. That somebody (laughs) got to do that. That's so cool. Like really, that is, oh, uh, I, I, every time I see that Blu-ray, I'm like, is this the time I need to buy it? But I keep kind of like holding out to like, no, I got to see it like in a theater with, at a certain, you know, we do a, we do it with a shadow cast every year, you know, so they're acting it out with the movie. So that's kind of mm. cool. Well, you know what? I have to check that out uh, on my calendar, you know, maybe 2020 goals, 2020 hasn't started off hot. Maybe I need to yeah, make it's it all gonna be It's going to be backloaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Man, you know, I don't have anything that can match that, but I do have one that's kind of like controversial, I guess, since I guess Rocky Horror is controversial to some people, probably the not fun people. But um, <laughs> um, so when I was in college, I went to school in Fulton, Missouri, which is a small yeah. part of Missouri. Yeah. And there's a small theater there. It's a and b And I went with my roommate um daniel and another friend of ours named isaac and uh we went to the opening night of the last jedi which is my next experience yeah (laughs) i failed you ben i'm sorry i'm sure you are the resistance is dead the war is over and when i kill you i will have killed the last jedi amazing Every word of what you just said was wrong. Talk about controversial already. Um, half the listeners right now are either going to stop listening or they're going to want to keep listening more. Um, but when I saw Last Jedi, I was like, every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, 
it's like a big deal for me. Like when I remember as a kid realizing uh, it's just how big of an idiot I was as a kid in elementary school. I used to think there's this movie, this movie, this movie. And I'm like, but we don't have an episode three. So how is there a four? You know, yeah. I, I could never put it together. And then lo and behold, the revenge of the Sith came out. <laughs> I was an idiot. I never thought of that when I was a kid until I, oh, no, but I don't know anybody who did like, you know, yeah. to me, like I didn't even pay attention to episode four. It was like the first star Wars. Right. But, yeah. So, you know, when these newer Star Wars movies came out, I mean, shoot. I mean, I'm sure you remember when Force Awakens came out. It was oh, like yeah. the whole town was doing cartwheels and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Last Jedi, I was especially excited because of the ending of the first um, episode seven. And because I worked at GameStop at the time. So I got oh. a sneak peek into the merchandise that oh, was coming out for yeah. the new movie. So I saw Porgs were a thing and I was like all about Porgs. And like I bought little fig, little little stuffed animals of them. I had bumper stickers. I was like, "Oh, Porgs are gonna be amazing. These things look so cool for this movie." And when we went to go see Last Jedi, I can't remember a big blockbuster like that that left me so like, like so like conf- not confused and like I don't understand, but more like I don't know how I feel. My heart is torn, and it wasn't even. Now, I didn't like the movie. I just, I just, I had, my reaction was so like, oh my God, I've never experienced something like this in my life. I don't know how to react to it. And my roommate and my friend, we were talking from the two minute drive it was to the theater back to the fraternity house. And then for another two hours. And then eventually we we're like, you know what? We need to go to bed. We, we need to go to bed. We need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was like one of those theater experiences where it's like, you know, like, you know, those movies that you talk about after you see it and you know, you have to go see it again. Mm-hmm. Not even because if you don't know if you don't like it or not, but it's just like, you want to see it again. Yeah. I've never done that with a movie and I knew I liked it and there was some new things in there. I didn't know how to feel because I didn't hate it. Like some people hate Last Jedi for whatever reason. Um, but I also was like, I don't know if I can say I love it yet, but when I saw it again, I was like sold. <laughs> I love this movie. It's so great. It's amazing. I ended up seeing it four times in theaters in Columbia. And oh my gosh, I just, I couldn't remember a movie that was like visually stunning. It was so different for its time. And I was so naive in terms of social media of like what people thought of the movie. So when I was like, I really like The Last Jedi. And I would go on like Twitter and some of you would be like, oh, F you, you don't know what movies are. And I'm like, what? Like, I've never seen like, a, a fan base so divided it was just like i like i knew this was something special uh you know and when you talk about movies obviously star wars has to be in the conversation right yep uh yep uh i'm in a i grew up in a star wars family um and you know we had all of the action figures the millennium falcon uh you know my my brother was a huge collector so we played with it all the time you know and then we watched it all the time and um i to me, I don't get it because even a bad Star Wars movie is still an amazing movie. And mm-hmm. I felt really guilty not including this, you know, any Star Wars in my top five. But I was like, I can't. I loved them. All. Yeah. There's, I can't pick. You know, it's like mm-hmm. picking your favorite kid or pet or, you know, it's too <laughs> hard. Like, yeah. they're all amazing in their own way. And so I, I definitely understand the confusion over the divisiveness. Um, I can't, you know, I can't really talk to, I can, I can understand if there's a part you didn't like as much or whatever, you know, like, Mm -hmm. or you didn't see it going that way, or you thought this character needed more development or what, I mean, but come on, it's still action, just action. And 
just the visual effects are stunning. The mm-hmm. the costume design, like the, you know, just that that throne room scene with Kylo and Ray. I oh my, my jaws were dropping. I was like, holy crap! I never thought Star Wars could look like this. And it was, I was like, thank you, Ryan Johnson. Like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't get the Ryan Johnson hate. I just I, I really don't. And and uh, people were. I don't think there was anybody that was like, yeah, that was pretty good. Like everybody was either like, this was amazing or this sucked. Right. And, right. Yeah. And they all wanted to talk about it. So. I, it, yeah. It was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. I think it's easier when you say like, it's hard to choose Star Wars. I totally, I totally get that. Um, I'm unfortunately in the, in the, in the group that's, uh, I've only, I haven't seen the original trilogy in theaters yet. It's one of my bucket list things. I haven't seen them. Um, I've, I've obviously seen them plenty of times, but I haven't seen it in a theater. And I remember when like episodes one and two and three were coming out and they had like the 3D versions re-released. So I missed out on that too. So it, it, seeing Star Wars in a repertoire is really hard for me now that I think about it. I haven't seen them like that. So Yeah, and they're all Disney now. So it's really hard to even get them on the big screen, any of the older ones. That is part of the current news topics in terms of distribution. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting you brought that up. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle for me. Right. I, I get real mad sometimes about the restrictions. Yeah. Oh, I get mad when I think of Disney and what it was and what it is. Yeah. It's... Uh, but that's for another time. If if anybody knows me, they know my opinion on Disney. <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Take that and like channel it to like your last experience. I'm 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 really excited because yours has like been flawless and like these are like experiences I'm super jealous of and I hope to have some sort of stories with them like yours at the end of my life. Um, so five was obviously the hardest uh, <laughs> to come up with. So I I had and rejected a bunch of possibilities, but um, once I thought of this I couldn't unthink it so the fifth uh and final experience was the first movie I saw at Alamo Springfield as an employee so uh and the reason why it was so amazing was because my dad came to visit and he had never been to an Alamo so it was like the whole story came full circle like he introduced me to the movies and then I was introducing him to this new way Uh, So he came because uh, our little hometown movie theater couldn't get three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. And so he really wanted to see it. So he and my stepmom came and we took them to the movie and ordered stuff for him, you know, and and just gave him the full experience, took him into the back lot. And plus the movie was was just really good. I love Sam Rockwell so much. Um, And (laughs) since... Uh, I think the Green Mile was the first time I saw Sam Rockwell in anything. And I thought, he's awful, but he's so good, too. He's so good at being awful. And uh, so, yeah, it was, there was just something about, you know, it was really emotional because I felt like, you know, he he did this. He instilled this love in me. And even though I vowed at one point I would never work in a movie theater again, mm-hmm. I couldn't not. You know, when the job came up, I was like, I'm going to apply for this job everywhere I can. I applied in like three different locations and called them and uh-huh. emailed them. And, <laughs> and and so just to see, you know, that in his eyes, like how I, I felt like he was really proud. And yeah. then we got to see this great movie together. And so it was, 
It was a pretty special night. So, Mildred Hayes, why did you put up these billboards? My daughter Angela was murdered seven months ago. It seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks to solve actual crime. What the hell is this? Dixon, I'm in the middle of my goddamn Easter dinner. Sorry, kids. I know, Chief, but I think we got kind of a problem. Sunshine beating on a good time. I'd do anything to catch your daughter's killer. I don't think those billboards is very fair. Time it took you to get out here whining like a bitch, Willoughby. Some other poor girl's probably out there being butchered right now. That's awesome. And it has, the, it has Missouri in it, even though Ebbing doesn't exist. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> full circle there. Full circle. Ah, oh, that's great. And he liked the movie, I'm guessing, too? He loved too? it. Yeah, he loved it. He loved uh, the French fries, the milkshakes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and he's been back a bunch of times since, but that was the first, that was the first time. And, and so it was kind of a first for me and it was definitely a first for him. So it was, yeah. it was, it meant a lot. That's so great. It's like when you show your parents a movie you want them to see, you know, and you're like yeah. worried if they're going to see it or not. But when they, they love it, it's like, oh, I've made it, you know? I know. I'm like, I did it, dad. You know, like I <laughs> went to awesome. college, but ultimately it was me having the movie theater experience that got me the job and and it was all because of him and i just i own a lot that's great that's really great honestly it's so fitting um i remember when i saw three billboards i saw it by myself at the alamo it was an early morning showing i was so like shook i was like this is something special here yeah i was i was very enthralled with the movie and the ending the one shot with sam rockwell up into the the post uh the the office of the uh the billboards oh my gosh talk about like uh like a special moment like cinema like that's i think like a scene that'll be captured forever yes um and you're bob sam rockwell which is part of my childhood too because i watched galaxy quest a lot and he was oh yeah <laughs> yeah i always forget that i don't know why i think a lot of people do i did too until like i went back and i was like like kind of like leonardo dicaprio and once upon a time in hollywood i'm like pointing yeah. at him I'm like i'm like there's sam rockwell <laughs> exactly exactly uh, but no jen that's really great that's like if anybody's listening i dare you to like challenge jen for her experiences because like i, I think that's <laughs> the best i've heard i mean i'm not even kidding like that's like these are like some all-timer things here well i've had more years too that's really helped <laughs> yeah i you know i get so jealous of people who are a little older than me who've seen these movies that i love that I obviously could never see when they first came out. And when they share their experience of seeing them for the first time, I'm always jealous. I'm like, oh, I wish I could have been there for it, you know? But I, there will be I, there will be people younger than you that will feel the same way about you. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, but, you know, being such a, a old soul with movies, you know, seeing those, some of those older pictures in theaters, it's just there's something special about them. Uh, one of the movies I almost included was um, Sunset Boulevard, which is a black, obviously black and white. I just Wilder saw film. that. I just saw it for the first time, like two weeks ago. No way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been working my way through the, there's this AFI top 100 movies of all time, American movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I printed that out like at the end of last year and I'm like, all right, 2020, I'm watching all these. And little did I know I would have so much time. And I'm only yeah. like at 60 right now because I try to mix them in. 60. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's pretty. That's a quick progression right there. I don't think I'm even. At, I don't know if I'm at. So I have to. I have to message you and see where I'm at in there. Okay. Uh, but Sunset Boulevard. I saw it. It's not. It's a. If anything, it's an honorable mention. But because it's black and white, I saw it in Columbia and seeing it for the first time. Obviously, Billy Wilder is a fantastic director. Um, but when she quotes saying, "I am big," it's the theaters that were small. Yeah. I like died and went to movie heaven. I was like, oh my God, that's like the perfect line to anything ever. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, um, it that's how crazy so, you saw that recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I should have included it, but I will say my last movie theater experience, um, it was in Chicago. I'm, I'm from uh, Rockford, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago. Yeah. It's about an hour. And my aunt lives there in Chicago and my buddy, my college roommates, Daniel, um, and then Seth, my roommate and my, our friend Nick as well, who's our roommate. They all came up to visit me the summer after, uh, we left college for the first year and they came to visit me for a weekend and we went to the patio theater, uh, there because it was all like a, a, a all day horror movie marathon. And the patio theater is pretty old and run down. So the perfect setup for like movies for horror movies, right? But the big reason we went was because um, they had two special guests come. One of them was Linnea Quigley, who was the star of Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball, Slime Ball, Slime Ball Ball Rama, oh and Hollywood God. Chainsaw Hookers. I need to see both of those. <laughs> and she's also in Return of the Living Dead, which is a Dan O'Bannon film, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I've um, seen that one. He he wrote uh, Alien, which is like my all-time favorite movie. So like that was like a match made. But the biggest thing was like my celebrity, like I, it's funny I say crush, but growing up my favorite horror movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh God! Right? Oh man, we need to have like a whole separate conversation. <laughs> well, here's the best part, Jen. So Nightmare on Elm Street was like my favorite movie as a kid growing up, but we bought like the movie packs that had all the sequels in them and everything. And the one I watched even more than the original was the Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And the star of that was Mark Patton. Yeah. And he was at the patio theater and I brought my Blu-ray copy. I got my picture taken with him. He signed my Blu-ray. We talked for a bit. Super sweet guy. I was literally shaking. I was like... I was like, I grew up watching you. I loved your movie, like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. It's like my favorite. It's And he was like, oh, that's so great to hear. He took a picture with me and my roommate, which I still have. And, um, you know, he even messaged me before the event happened on the Facebook page. I was like, commenting, like I'm so excited to see this guy. And he commented, like, I can't wait to see you. And he's a super sweet guy. And uh, and then look at him now. He has a documentary out about his experience. Is that Scream? Is it Scream Queen? Scream Queen. That's yeah. right. I, yep. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I've been really wanting to get it, and I know I'll love it when I do. Uh, my first episode on this podcast was about the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 movie, so that's like my all-time favorite because it's like a match made in heaven for me about so many things I love and ultimately getting the one thing I've always thought I'd never get was to meet Mark Patton, which sounds yeah. weird to say. That's my all-time, like, one of like, like, it was a big thing. He was, so I went to... Uh... I don't want to get too far off topic. Sorry, but I went to no, a fantastic fine. fest in Austin last year and it was my first film festival. Uh, and he was there, but like, I only got to go to the second half and he was there for the first half. And, um, uh-huh. like he, it was, we got there that night and he had just left that earlier that night. Oh, but I, yeah. debuted there and I really wanted to see it so bad. And then mm-hmm. I, uh, 
I really wanted to bring it um, in October for our our like Draft House of Horrors month, but it was too soon uh-huh. after the the festival. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to show it because Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. I, we weren't allowed to watch scary movies when I was a kid, and it Uh-oh. came out when I was like nine, I think the original. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, and uh, my aunt, my aunt was a senior, and so she <laughs> she got to see it, and then she came. Uh, to her house and was talking about how scary it was and how it just Mm -hmm. kept her up and you know she didn't want to go to sleep and I was so (laughs) jealous I was so jealous that she I was like god and then when I did get to see it of course it wasn't on the big screen and I was really sad but it was still terrifying like it's really hard Mm -hmm. for me to see a scary movie that really scares me and that's one of the only exceptions that and Carrie yeah Carrie was uh Yeah, we could just do a whole episode on those two movies. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but I just like, you know, I mean, so everyone thinks Nightmare on Elm Street, but like to me, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 like has a special place. Like I even have a poster in my room of him saying the man of your dreams is back. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's, you know, that's a play on obviously the 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 homoerotic uh, themes of that movie, which I absolutely love. I think it's great. Me too. Um, but yeah, that's like my all time favorite. It was just a perfect storm of things. <laughs> Yeah, I want to now. I want to rewatch both of those. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many. I have so many lists everywhere in my house. Like, ah, oh, I gotta watch this. I gotta, you know, like anywhere I'm when I think of mm-hmm. it, I scribble it down, and it's a mess. <laughs> right. No, I I totally agree. I, like, I think I wake up and I'm like, what am I in the mood for to check off my list, and then I'll just follow up and do that. Um, but I totally share your struggles with that. But um, it sounds like you're doing better than me from what you've been seeing lately and your progression. Uh, I know you also have a, your podcast where you uh, you kind of the life of Jen is like your daily week daily oh, updates. My Freelance by Jen. Free, yeah. Free, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that. I, I've watched it a few times. It's really, really fun. So I'll make sure to plug that for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I try to it's really I just want to create stuff, you know, and, and so I keep telling myself, uh, you know, mostly people don't want to hear about, you know, thoughts but I think people always want to talk about movies you know like even if you don't consider yourself a fan of movies there's a movie that meant something to you and it's tied Mm. you know to your emotions in some way and if not then you're not human you're some kind (laughs) of cyborg or whatever and that's the fastest way to identify you so you might want to go ahead and start pretending if you don't really feel that way there you go (laughs) uh well said uh for those who have been have just like tuned in um, my guest is Jen, Jennifer John Meyer. She is the, um, the host of the Alamo Draft Club um, in Springfield, Missouri. Um, she's fantastic. Jen, thank you so much for being on here. Thank I, you. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you gave me a lot of movies I need to check out. Yeah, um, I'll send you lists. <laughs> get the more lists, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, why not? So whoever's listening, I hope you are encouraged when everything that's crazy going on ceases come to springfield missouri go to the alamo there say hi to jen um just seriously it's it's really great um i hate to like you know be like on my hands and knees and say like i love the alamo but like it really is a really great place and it really i to me being like a movie fan being able to talk to random people about movies and it's not weird is like a really great thing absolutely 
Yeah. And uh, you know what? Like having you on here was just a was just a thrill. I love I love talking to you and and like you know picking your brain about movies. It's just great. Yes, I I was honored to be asked, and I really enjoy talking <laughs> to you as well. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, hopefully, we can collab and do another thing. I'm sure more, more people are going to want to hear more of your thoughts and your experiences because I know you probably have a lot of really great stuff. Um, but thank you all for listening. Like I said, my name is Chris here with Jen from the Alamo, and uh, thank you all for listening to the Hurtastic podcast. Uh, hope to hear, uh, hear see your thoughts and your opinions down below in the comments. Uh, give us a shout out on our email uh, that's at hurtastic.reviews at gmail.com. Um, I will post some links down below for Jen's um, Freelance Jen uh, web series. It's really great. Uh, It's a lot of fun, actually. So make sure you check that out. Um, But thank you all for listening. Uh, And remember, if you're not watching movies, what do you do with your life, really? you got to check them out. (laughs) Yeah, please tell us how you're filling your days. (laughs) Yes, please, if you could, down below. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.